0: You're tuned in to the Restaurant Rockstars Podcast. Powerful ideas to rock your restaurant. Here's your host, Roger Bodwin. Hey there, it's Roger with another Restaurant Rockstars Podcast. Before I begin, you know, whenever I come across a product or a system that I know will help you rock your restaurant, I gotta tell you about it. So there's a company out there called Upserve and it's the industry's largest cloud-based restaurant management system. With Upserve, every credit card swipe gives you vital information on your customer, how much they spend, whether they're first timers or frequent visitors. It gives you menu data on your most popular dishes and what really brings your customers back. It tells you server sales performance, the return on investment from any event or promotion you run and so much more. You know, when you run a Restaurant, you just can't have too much information. So give yourself every advantage. Get a free demo by visiting upserve.com slash restaurant rockstars. That's spelled U-P-S-E-R-V-E so it's upserve.com slash restaurant rockstars. So let's dive in. Today I am speaking with my friend and collaborator, Jamie Oichel of runningrestaurants.com. Now runningrestaurants.com is a website you gotta check out. It's an amazing resource to help you rock your restaurant. Now Jamie had this great idea while ago he said let's invite our audience to ask their most pressing questions about their restaurants so listen to our q a session that follows it's a two episode podcast so stay tuned for our next round of q a
1: well hello everyone this is jamie michael from running along with roger bodwin from restaurant rockstars.com good morning roger what's going on buddy
2: hey jamie glad to be back with you how's it going
1: Good, man. Uh, This is going to be fun. Uh, For for folks that don't know Roger, uh, he's a long-time, wildly successful restaurant operator, so he's got tons and tons of experience, coaches and consults with restaurants now all around the country, sharing his hard-earned wisdom, and uh, definitely hard-earned. And today he's going to do some of that with us. So uh, we took in some reader questions a couple weeks back uh, on the website and social media and then the newsletter and so forth, and so we're going to talk about a handful of them today and see where that uh, conversation takes us. So, Roger, if you're ready, the first question that came in had to do with culture. And Juan Carlos writes in asking, uh, why is it so difficult for my team to buy into my business culture? So, Roger, that question literally could have been asked by, let's say, a million different restaurant owners all across the world um, who have that issue. What do you think?
2: Well, I always believe that your culture in your restaurant begins with the people you hire and how you hire. And unfortunately, you know, you can look through the want ads of any major newspaper in the country, and you constantly see ads for restaurants looking for staff. And it always says, experienced cook wanted or experienced wait staff wanted, whatever. And I always believe that was a mistake, and it was the wrong approach. You know, your culture begins with the staff you hire, and I've always believed that hiring from attitude approach and desire to serve the customer was so much more than experience and the rest can be trained and that's how I build a foundation of what I call my dream team and then it's about the questions you ask you know you need to ask people the right questions in an interview and and that really comes down to You know, not asking a question that makes it easy for them to give you the answer they think you want to hear. It it speaks from the heart, and you get it authenticity and the genuineness of a person. So it's all about hiring, and then once you do hire, it's how you train the staff regularly. It's how you create a team environment that becomes a culture of hospitality. You might even say a culture of family. But that's really what very few restaurants are doing that I would advise uh, if they were in that situation.
1: You know one one thing we've talked before, and I think you probably agree here, and it might fit right into this this question of culture. you talk about the a players the B players, and the C players, and it's probably yeah. the case where it's these c players who are not falling into the culture because they have bad attitude they, they they're the ones that talk negative, where the b guys yeah they're they're probably adjusting meanwhile you got the, if you have the a players they're right in there because they just they they have full full buy in so is that kind of a, a way for for, for, for this uh, gentleman for one college to think about it, I mean, as you have players in those systems, maybe just moving them out, what do you think?
2: I am so glad that you brought that up, Jane, because, again, let's focus on the C team. Every restaurant has what I call the C team, and it's kind of the nature of the business. You know, we hire because somebody quit, or somebody gets sick, or somebody didn't work out. It's a high turnover business, which is an unfortunate bitter pill in the industry, but again, you know, I recommend strongly that you get rid of your C players. What's a C player? What you just said: the people that come in just to pick up a paycheck, the people that don't have the right attitude, that sort of create, you know, dissension amongst the staff. They're not building the team. They're not part of the dream team. You know, they're just kind of there, taking up space. They're not giving great service to your customers. They're not putting out consistently perfect food and drink every time. you got to get rid of these people and focus on the B team. Now, the B team are the solid players that need a little bit of polish to be great, but they got the basic skill set. they got the desire to serve, and every restaurant also has a couple of A players. So you use your A's to train your B's, and the next thing you know, all you have are A's. Your turnover goes way down. They recommend other A and B players that are really great fits for your company, and that's what builds your culture. That is absolutely essential. Thanks for reminding me of that.
1: Yeah, it's, it's a nice virtuous cycle that you get going there. And um, you said something else. So before we go to the next question, I wanna, I wanna pin, you, pin you down on this. You talked about questions that you can ask in an interview setting to kind of elicit the depth of who a person is. And I think that's key because sometimes you look at a stock question, and, and, and people do. They, they, I think I know what I'm supposed to say here, and so they kind of recite that.
2: But uh-huh, what, exactly. What,
1: what, are, what are a couple of these questions that you can throw at people that, that kind of dig deeper?
2: You know, one of the things I used to ask most was what accomplishments are you most proud of What was the accomplishment? How did you achieve it? And why were you proud of that accomplishment? And that is a very difficult question to give a canned response to. You can only speak from the heart. You can only speak from experience. And that tells, that speaks volumes of a person's character and their pride factor, which is so important in a restaurant. I would also ask, you know, what would, what would your favorite teacher say about you? And how would they describe you? To someone who never met you before I mean again these are questions that really try to get at who this person is why they're applying for the job and then I've always asked what do you know about this restaurant you know so many times people walk in and they fill out applications they don't know the first thing about your place but if someone really took the time to research your restaurant and talk you know oh I've been a customer there I really like the restaurant I like your food you know, I know that you've got a great team here. So and so is my friend that works here. If they know something about your restaurant and culture before they're even hired, then that's a great step in the right direction. So I would start with those
1: three. Yeah, those are those are good ones, man. I think if you if you did those, and then as well as all the other stuff you do in the interview process, I think you're going to find some some good folks. So let's let's go. Let's keep. Uh, let's go to the next thing, which yeah. is um, cash flow. So um, Sean, who is in uh, Sydney which is great, um, asks, what have you found to be the most effective strategies to manage cash flow during the lean months of winter? And of course, winter can be different in different parts of the world. But so it really means, yeah, every restaurant has these lean times, right? You go through a seasonal cycle. And uh, and your background kind of specifically uh, is, is, is interesting as it relates to this question. But what tips do you have here?
2: Well, you know, again, I ran a seasonal restaurant and then a couple more because I was at a winter uh, ski resort that was only open in the winter. So cash flow was critically important during my off season and managing the cash that I had after I closed and making sure I had enough cash to pay my opening invoices, my payroll, all that kind of stuff. So it all starts with a daily break-even number, and so few restaurants out there, if I ask, when I go into a new restaurant in a consulting situation, I always ask them the first question, what's your daily break-even? So few restaurants can tell me this, and it's not a complicated formula, but essentially to figure out a daily break-even, you've got to figure out what your fixed and your variable costs are, okay? Okay. Every single month and then divide by 30, and that's going to give you, obviously, your daily break-even number. And to get more detail on that, I actually have a book for sale uh, called Rock Your Restaurant. It's a financial guide to rocking your restaurant, maximizing your profits and efficiencies, and basically, I give you a series of turnkey spreadsheets that teach you all these basic financial concepts. I show you where to, where to find your numbers and how to plug those numbers in, and it'll calculate all this stuff for you. So I would start with a daily break even. Next thing you know, if you're a seasonal place that closes, you need to have an off-season or a slow-time budget. So what that means is you put together a list of how much cash you have on the day you close, any receivables that you're going to collect, if there are such things in your restaurant, probably not because it's a cash business. But you start with your cash, and then you list, based on history, every single bill that's going to come in every single month, or any um, things that you expect that you need to pay for that isn't a regular recurring expense. And at the bottom, you're going to have obviously a positive or a negative number, and that's going to give you every clue about whether you need to borrow more money or if you're going to have enough cash cushion to reopen um, when you start opening again. And don't forget, you know, it usually takes a couple of weeks once you reopen a seasonal restaurant before the cash register really starts ringing and you get that cash flow. So I always recommend that you get the best terms possible from your suppliers. First, negotiate your best pricing always from every supplier. I always recommend that, you know, there's probably four or different food service suppliers you can compare pricing and quality on. Everything um, besides that is credit card processing is a big expense. You know, I would put bids out to your credit card processors every so often and see who's got the lowest price on, on card processing. Everything from trash removal to snow plowing, landscaping, you know at every expense that a restaurant has should be um, bid out frequently several times during the year and always go with the best price based on comparable quality. And that saves you a ton of money, okay? And then, um, again, negotiate terms with your biggest suppliers. Besides payroll, your biggest expense, obviously, is your food purchases. So you definitely want to shop that around. And then once you decide on who your vendors are going to be, Ask for special terms, especially if you're seasonal. When I reopened my restaurant, they used to let me bulk my first few weeks of purchases into one large balloon payment, and I would make regular payments over the next couple of months until it was paid in full. So they were really favorable terms. You don't ask, you don't get. Okay. So that's all helping um, your cash flow situation.
1: Yeah, I man, you don't ask, you don't get. We could probably talk about that topic for for, for a good uh, couple hours there because there's there's so much in there in in terms of operating the business. And this is where your business either makes money or doesn't. I mean, how you manage your, your, your bills and your cash flows. And what's fascinating, whenever I dig into conversations with you and your business, I mean, you guys killed it in your gross profit um, because of the systems you put in place and the the stuff you talk about, the spreadsheets, the books, and having everything just roll into each other and watching it. So, yeah, folks, I mean, definitely go pick up that book. Uh, That's a a, a no-brainer and so forth. But how – how can a restaurant make sure this stuff happens? I mean, there's so many there's, there's so many hats to wear. There's so many things to do. There's marketing. There's fires. There's staff. There's people. How did you prioritize um, that part of the business, you know, the, the money-making, cash flow part?
2: Well, you know, I had business um, background. I've got
1: two business degrees,
2: and this is an industry that traditionally isn't run by business people. There's so many chefs that come into this business that are fantastic culinarians, you know. They can put out the most amazing food and they've always worked for someone else. And it's always a dream of a chef to get into this business and own their own place. But so few of them have the business skills besides the cooking skills that really make a restaurant work. There's lots of people that think getting into the restaurant business is super glamorous and they mortgage their house and they go out and they buy an existing restaurant or they start one from scratch. And there's such a huge failure rate in this business that it really comes down to systems. And then third, you know, I work with lots of restaurants, and I see so many operations, like I said before, they can't tell you what their daily break-even is, they can't tell you what their prime cost is, they don't take a regular inventory, and this is a kiss of death, you know? You can have a busy restaurant, James, and still not be making any money, and let's face it, you work phenomenal hours in this business, and so many restaurants out there are just spinning their wheels, they're not maximizing their profits, and they're wondering why their bank account isn't growing, so it's all about the systems. I'd say right from the get-go, financial systems are critically important. So if you don't have a copy already, get a copy of that book. It's going to transform your operation. Um, Yes, I was phenomenally successful. My restaurants had double the net profit of the average full-serve restaurant based on these systems. They can work for any restaurant. Check it out. But I can't recommend the systems part. And then next, critically important is staff training. You know, putting your best foot forward and treating every customer like You know, like they're the most important customer in your place is critically important. It builds your brand, it builds your business, and the next thing you know, your customers are singing your praises and they become your best marketers. And when that happens, it's buzz in the marketplace, it's word of mouth marketing, and suddenly you don't have to spend on print ads or radio or any of those expensive shotgun approaches to advertising. It it all becomes part of internal marketing and using your staff to promote your business and give great service and give great food and drink and create this amazing ambiance. You know, I call it this magical experience when someone goes to your restaurant and you just wow them from the front door until they leave. And that's when people start talking about your restaurant and you've got lines out the door. So that is another system. You know, the internal marketing thing, the staff training thing, and the financial thing are probably equally important. And then, of course, there's efficiencies. You've got to find efficiencies across your operation. We already talked about the importance of shopping your suppliers around, getting your best prices. All these things are how you run a successful restaurant. And, um, you know, if you're looking for a turnkey product, I've got one called the Academy that does all those things and teaches you every step of the way how to do you know, just what I'm talking about and how to literally double the profit of your restaurant right now. So all those things are critically important to running a powerful
0: operation and building a strong brand.
1: Yeah, Roger. Yeah, definitely the Academy is, is something to check out for folks who are ready to dive in deep.
0: Thanks, Jamie, for this awesome idea. That was a ton of fun. And thanks, listeners, for tuning in. Again, check out upserve.com slash restaurant and we'll see you next time.